to another episode of ST Talks. I'm Laura Dummer, your host, and today I'm here with Casey Anderson, ST Genetics Beef Add-on Director, and he is here to give us an update on all that is happening within ST Genetics Beef Add-on Program. But first, thank you for being with us today, Casey. Thanks again, Laura. Glad to be here. To start, just a general question, but can you explain to us what exactly Beef Add-on is and what it can provide to producers? Absolutely. Beef add-on here at, at, at ST is our overall scope of the usage in the, in the beef cross-platform. It can be boiled down to us simply using beef semen into our, our dairy breeds, but we like to think of it kind of as an overall um, program and kind of the umbrella it fits under. Um, the main point, like number one that we're going to make is, is fertility first. Uh, our program, if we, if we don't make pregnant cows, the rest of what we're going to talk about uh, in, in our chat today uh, doesn't matter. We want to find the right breed. We want to make sure that breed fits into our program. We want to make sure that we put the most fertile product on the market. Um, desirable results all through the food chain. Um, and then ultimately our, our number one goal here is, is the creation of a platform and our sexed male line products to one day kind of come up with a tagline. Do you remember when we used to use conventional semen? So that's, that's what beef add-on means to us. Now the beef add-on program is a very big part of our research and development team's focus. Can you tell us what data ST Genetics has collected for this program? and what we have learned from it. You bet. We're uh, collecting data all through the stages of these beef cross animals, primarily starting at birth um, to 150 days of age is where we've put a lot of lately. We, we want fast, effective, efficient growth, uh, measuring average daily gain in that portion of time. Um, we keep track of numerous sets of health records. Um, by the time we get into the feeding phase, the research part of it, we put the animals on a 100-day feed trial. We measure 70 days of those. Um, we, we track residual feed intake. We also get ultrasound data from the ribeye cutout um, portion of things. The goal of the ultrasound is to try to back up as far as we possibly can in these animals' life to predict when, when, when they'll finish what we can do with that data. And then ultimately when that animal gets processed, um, we're pretty proud to be a very, very integral part of third-party verification, bringing in different teams to align uh, the carcass data that we get out of this uh, all along the wild. These are genomically parentage identified. Our program is extremely, extremely intensive. And we make sure that these are identified to what we believe the sires are and prove that in the, in the long run of things. That's great. So. The last time we spoke, ST Genetics had just released the only data-proven beef on dairy genetics available to the industry. Can you share with us any updates you have on this? Absolutely. So um, we have branded Dollar ST, which I'm assuming will come more into the, the next set of questions. But the one that we have added that, that we're really proud of is, is really tracking um, the calf hutch phase of these, these beef dairy crosses when they go into the hutch and then what they come out of. We've wrapped that up into at the age at 150 days is a trait into there. And we see a, a lot of variation in, into that. So the example would be, we like to see calves weigh 440 pounds, let's say at 150 days of age, we've broke down a scale 
that in pounds measures a plus and minus. So if average is 420, we give a range of 30 pounds plus or minus in there in the genetic portion of things. Um, we've added 10 new sires that we've proven out into here. It takes over a year for us to prove these completely. Um, we've had great growth in our, in our internal genetic program. So our, our Sim Angus and Angus lineup of uh, donors uh, moving forward with that. And then we're also getting a lot of the, 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 the Jersey cross data kind of by default into here, which was really taken off is we really need to know what to do with every breed of, of dairy cattle and the proper cross that goes with it. So you had just mentioned dollars ST. A lot of the R&D from beef add-on has gone into this index. Can you explain exactly what this index measures and how it can benefit the dairy producer? Dollar ST was focused to give an independent criteria trait for our internal research portion of there. There are a lot of indexes already created out there. We just took a look at what was really, really driving profit and felt we needed to put our own ad add on onto this. Um, dollar ST revolves around the three main critical, critical portions of profit all along the, the, the chain here, marbling, carcass weight, and then the feed that went into there are the primary factors that separate uh, overall net profit. So net S, dollar ST will always be an evolution, but as it stands right now, marbling, carcass weight, and the efficiency of the animal to get there are the driving factors out there. So how would this benefit the feeder, finisher, and packer as well? Absolutely. A big thing for those, those feed yards is right now when you take in a pen of cattle, you're blending that all across the average. What this is going to do is set realistic expectations, meaning there's a high and medium and low for numerous traits in those pens. They're currently doing that by live sorting cattle, by phenotypic or weight, size, age, whatever they can do. Uh, in the future evolution of this, we're going to be able to give a feed yard or a potential user of this access to the data that's going to say, hey, we believe we should feed these animals this certain way. Here's the genetic potential of this, and here's a proper expectation of this. To put some real-world dollars into this, um, if you had a, a pen of 100 animals, there's going to be roughly a $250 spread from top to bottom. You would make $100 on the top, and you would lose up to $150 on the bottom. Shortly, we're going to have the ability to do all of this with our data and research. Then when it comes to the processing plant time, one huge message in sustainability is going to be if we can properly identify this by using dollar ST, we can simply eliminate and not create the very bottom beef crosses and uh, provide an overall message to the consumer market as well using dollar ST. A processing plant can simply tag along with us in that journey. It's a dual benefit for both parties. That's uh, very exciting and look forward to hearing more about that as that continues to evolve. But um, I just want to touch on a little different part of the beef add-on program, and that is with the current sire portfolio that we have. Are there any standout um, sires producers should be looking at when it comes to their beef on dairy breeding decisions, in your opinion? There are, Laura, and this one's always kind of fun for us. Um, we try not to say that we're, we're individual bull fixated, but we're genetic fixated. But sometimes you do you do have to brag about this. There is an old adage in the dairy industry that 
once a, a Holstein bull or a Jersey bull, for example, hit a million units of semen, uh, he kind of got put into the Hall of Fame. And, and that subsided because of the use of sex semen. Uh, we will see beef bulls here eclipse a million units again. And we have one in particular that's well on his way um, uh, to doing that. And his name is uh, Driller. He has been the top ranking, or at least the top three ranking, the entire portion of, uh, of our testing phases. Um, we've used them as a sire of sons. So now there are driller sons out there that, that are just as good as what the sire has done, and they continue to drive this. One other thing that we've noticed too is, is, is uh, we don't turn bulls as fast in the beef industry as, as what we do in other industries. We've actually had two bulls that were kind of our cornerstones for many years named Chieftain and Black Onyx. They've also ranked in the very, very top portion of this. Um, relative to the breed traits that are out there, these bulls would rank in like the mid 50th percentile, but in internal research, again, extremely net profit driven, these bulls accomplish everything they, that we want. They're fertile, they get cows pregnant, they make a bunch of money all along the food chain, and they make a product that's going to be extremely high quality in the consumer market. So kind of shout out to those three bulls, um, Driller, Black Onyx, and Chieftain, available in conventional semen. Sexed male sorted lines, um, they really fit the bill. Awesome. Now, the other trait that has a lot of data for this program specifically is ST Genetics Ecofeed Index. Can you tell us how Ecofeed can be read and understood for beef on dairy calves? We sure can. So Ecofeed's based on a scale starting at 100, with 100 being average. What it measures is, is residual feed intake. Simply put, what that defines as is when you put an animal in a pen, residual feed intake is the amount of feed intake that they actually have compared to what they should have had. So just kind of on a linear line, Ecofeed takes it down to a genetic level. So on a scale of 100, every five pounds equals a set amount of feed. For every 10 pounds, it's a, it's a pound of dry matter reduction and you still get the same performance. So if we have two animals in a pen and there's an Ecofeed score of 110, and there's an eco-feed score of 100, we expect the animal at 110 to perform the exact same as the 100, do it with less feed intake, and overall have the same exact gain. So we're truly finding the outliers in production that will consume less and still perform the exact same. Very excited for eco-feed to be a part of all of our research really driving factor behind dollar ST. And our goal is to find the most effective, efficient growth out there propelled by EcoFeed. We're not just saying that they have to eat less. We need the growth into there, but they need to do it all. They need to eat less and perform the exact same, or in many instances, as Chieftain, Driller, and Black Onyx have proven, eat less and grow more. So EcoFeed drives that internally for us. Great, thank you for that explanation. Now, just for my final question to wrap up this interview, where do you see the growth of this program going in the future? Our number one platform for growth into this is going to be defining and, and, and redefining expectations of this current technology that ST has is going to drive this. Recently, we re released a 75% male sorted product. Um, we have a tagline, super conventional. What we're doing there is the ultimate goal is that one day we want to be able to produce more male calves out of their, their simple ability to turn feed into pounds of growth, have great, great premium, premium beef put on the market is really, really a driving factor for us. So as we look at all of this return 
um, internal research, we are going to have a genomic test platform that is going to be able to test a lot of these male calves that we're making, but ST is uh, focused first on technology is driving all this. There will be sorted male products in numerous farms in 2023, 2024 and beyond. And we're gonna have the ability to measure these things in the hutch phase of calves. We'll have the expectations uh, already set of this with a full traceability platform. And at the end of the day, once we get all the data in the right spots, this will be a very, very inclusive venture for a couple very, very large companies that uh, in turn, we really look towards that branded side of things uh, as we develop this moving forward. That is great. And just simply simply put, a lot to look forward to from the Beef Add-On program from ST Genetics. But I just wanted to thank you, Casey, for joining us today and giving us your insight and your knowledge on this program and the opportunity it brings to our beef add-on customers. Back at you. Thanks again for having me, Laura. This was another episode of ST Talks. If you like what you heard, you can find more episodes on your favorite podcast platform by searching ST Talks or ST Genetics. And if you want to learn more about ST Genetics, visit our website at stgen.com or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And from all of us at ST Genetics, have a great day.